Save the Queen! Hello and welcome back to Pod Save the Queen. It is a new year and it is a new era for the royal family, really, after Harry and Meghan basically quit last night. Russell had just got back from his holidays. Welcome back, Russell. Hello. Russell Myers, royal editor at the Daily Mirror. I am still your host, Anne Gripper. I'm clearly so overwhelmed by the uh, events of the last few hours that I've forgotten to introduce myself. I am still still myself. I haven't resigned being myself. Um, (laughs) So, you know, originally this, this episode was meant to be a little bit of a look back over Christmas and a little bit of a look ahead to the new year. It was going to be jolly, wasn't it? It was going to be jolly. Yeah, yeah no, none of the uh, the the Grinch of Christmas, Susie Bonnyface back on the uh, back on the show. Which, uh, <laughs> a she, lady after my own heart. She uh, she uh, caused a few uh, interesting uh, interest for different people. Oh, no. um, although we did have a lot of very exciting Brussels sprouts recipes I've from been the Americans this from afar, which has yep. uh, which has fascinated me. But more serious matters of state really um, to go through today. But I'm just going to do the very rapid summary of what's happened. In between times, so Christmas in a minute, is uh, Prince Philip went to the hospital. He got better in time for Christmas. Hurrah, this is good. Prince Andrew went to the morning church, didn't go to the main church. Princess Charlotte did and did a fabulously cute curtsy. Uh It was lovely. Um, The Queen said some things on Christmas Day, like she always does. And uh, Harry and Meghan had a lovely time in Canada, got a bit cross when people wrote about them being there, released a lovely picture of Prince Archie. Prince Archie. Archie. I've, I mean, I've yeah. upgraded him. I know they're trying to like they're trying to quit this stuff, and I've just made him Prince Archie. Well, he is, isn't he? He 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 was a little princely. He looked very very cute in their uh, royal review of the he year. Did. And it was a lovely card. Everybody was happy and excited. Harry and Meghan came back. Oh, one thing I should mention is the Earthshot Prize, which is exciting, and we will definitely come back to that definitely. in the future yep. that Prince William has launched. Yep. Um, that will definitely merit further inspection. But um, I'm going to start with. Some of the comments that have come in in yes. reaction to last night's news. Bombshell news. Bombshell news. So let's hear what, I mean, thank you to everybody who got in touch. Here are just a few of the comments that people have been leaving for us. So Jennifer Wilmy, so many questions at Podsafe. I hope you have all the time for a lengthy recording session. Well... Russell is a man in demand at the moment, so... Uh, I haven't slept. He hasn't slept. He literally got off a plane. Yeah. Tell us that. Well, what th- well I came back from holiday yesterday, uh, and as I stepped off the plane, well, actually, I was stepping onto a train from the plane, my phone lit up like a Christmas tree, and I I thought that this could be only one thing. Obviously, it had been rumoured that the Sussexes were going to put out a statement. There was a lot of chatter about whether they were potentially moving to Canada after their holiday, and the visit to Canada House that, that you know left everybody a bit bemused as to why they were there and then they've put out a statement saying that they were essentially quitting their royal roles as they stand at the moment they were um, going to step back from being senior members of the royal family they are going to have financial independence which whatever that means at the Some, moment. that is something we will definitely be coming back it's to. a very gray area at the moment and they are going to be splitting their time between the UK and North America which we understand to be Canada um, and you know who knows how this is going to work out? I don't think they even know at the moment. It seems of they've launched this uh, this website with uh, lots of fanfare, lots of potential detail about how it could work, um, and yet not told the Queen or other senior members of the royal family, which has caused not only deep concern, but, you know, absolutely... Um, 
I think you know absolute sadness. I, th- I think from 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 the senior members of the royal family and um, you know and rage. Really, this has come at a time where they thought that they had really tried to help Harry and Meghan bring them back into the fold. There was concern about how they um, did the ITV documentary, how they looked very fragile, and it seems as though. They've gone away and they have decided against coming back, coming into the fold and are, and are going it alone. So one of the things we're going to try and do in this episode is answer very many of your questions and clarify some things. I think, as Russell has said, there is a lot that still is very unclear and is going to be worked out in the fullness of time. But we will do our best. And the first thing I would like to clear up, um, because there was quite a lot of pushback when I was commenting on social media last night Um promoting comments that said we understand that members of the royal family were not told so to me that is fact understand is like a code word to um to say you know we have we have been told this we can't tell you who told it to us but i am confident in telling you that this is what happened so you know how how firmly do we know what happened behind the scenes in terms of who knew who didn't know any conversations that had had happened previously. Well, I, I mean, as uh, the people that I've spoken to have been left absolutely you know, aghast at what's happened. G- the the draw dropping statement that um, was delivered without sanction from uh, you know the Queen or senior members of the royal family. Uh, certainly, Charles and William are. Um, saddened by the state of affairs. I think that they had both personally worked hard to bring Harry and Meghan back into the fold. Relations were, you know, really, really strained uh, in the last sort of six months of the year, last year. And um, it looked as though there had been um, attempts to, to, to try and patch up what, what had happened uh, but after the uh, the ITV documentary I think that there was serious concern about their welfare and it seems as though they've taken this decision to um, hit the nuclear button uh, on their royal careers they are certainly being advised by people who have um, zero understanding of how the royal family has worked in, in previous times yeah, and arguably some people will say that that is you know potentially refreshing they want these progressive roles. Um, you know, I, I'm not totally against this, uh, how, it, how it could work. I think well, We've talked about it before. I, mean, I, I said, you know, yeah. it was lovely that William and Kate had their cottage in, yep. in Anglesey and then in Norfolk. Yeah, they and they could, breathing space. They could work out what their life was. And so I think for me, it's that they've just, they've just gone straight all in. Yeah. Rather, I, than, th- rather than we want to take some time out yep. and work things out and do it sort of be part-time royals which William and Kate were they yes. were they, weren't, yeah, they yeah, were yeah, not yeah, sort of yeah. on the senior royal yeah. rotor if you like and also by by you know they, they can step away from receiving the taxpayer funds which they've been you know heavily criticized over the renovations of Frogmore um but let's not get into get into that I think that what this boils down to is a, a breakdown of a family relationship and two people who have thought that they've had no option but to you know but pull the trigger on their relationship with their family. And that's the real concerning part here, that they have you know, gone against the Queen's wishes. The Queen would obviously want to keep everything in-house to try and formulate a plan of how this could work. Certainly, Buckingham, the, the statement put out yesterday by Buckingham Palace, is, Buckingham Palace was two sentences long. And it spoke of, you know, challenge, like the challenging environment that was obviously being created and how this would obviously take some time. 
Well, they didn't know that this was happening, and yet Harry and Meghan publish this very fancy website about how they see their new royal royal roles working, and um, and it's just left everyone absolutely dumbfounded. Do you think they brought their announcement forward because there was so there was a front page story in yeah, the Sun newspaper yeah, yesterday saying that it, this was going to essentially saying this was going to happen, and you know, fair play to them for having that absolutely. exclusive Listen, story. It's a good scoop, and but there's been a lot of chatter about this for 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 many months now and um i think they they made the decision um i think it's slightly coincidental to to be honest but they made their decision there um to to announce this in the new year they'd come up with this plan to have this bit of a charm offensive with the canada house on i forgot what day it is what day is it thursday today is thursday yes a couple of days ago tuesday you know they had this big charm offensive at canada house where everybody was sort of like you know, right, shaking their heads, didn't really know what what they were there for, and then obviously the rumor mill started that they were going to um, to um, hand in their resignations, as it were. So, I mean, you know, I quite often go into the new year. It's like, yes, new year, I'm going to change things up. I'm going back to work, energized, and I'm going to do all of these things that I've been planning. But yeah, to come to come straight back, bang, 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 and oh yeah, we're off. There was quite extraordinary um i'm just going to share one of the yes. um particularly um interesting comments that i found on the on our instagram shared by um bridget baker who's co-founder of cnbc um who said it could have been handled way better setting aside the substance of the announcement the approach was weak and manipulative it smacks of leveraging their hand emoji i guess leveraging their elbow if you like unnecessarily imagine how different it would have played if harry had said the exact same things standing with his brother and father and maybe his gran. Uh, this is the whole thing, right? And it's all about, like I've just mentioned, the the way this has been handled. There is a breakdown of a family relationship here. And then th- it, it, the bizarre thing is this happens over Christmas with a lot of families, doesn't it? <laughs> you know, people God, fighting over quality streets. Oh, dear. But, you know, that, that, this, this for me is, is a really sad state of affairs. And I do worry about who they are taking advice from. This is... I, I'm all for this. I do think it could work as a, as a progressive role. As you, certainly William, uh, Charles and William have discussed having a slimmed down version of the royal family. Harry's no fool. He knew that this would go, go happen. But what was the rush to do this? There was, you know, uh, it, it's not that the Queen has passed away. There is a you know a huge rush, constitutional change, and suddenly their position was going to change within the, within the monarchy. And even if they thought that they wanted to get ahead of the curve, they didn't need to do it in this way. That shows you really at the very core the huge breakdown of the relationships here, which is very, very sad. And I think I feel like there was quite a lot of um, naivety in some in some bits of the announcement, possibly. And one of the interesting things that I've seen um, discussed on probably more on Twitter, actually, is that reaction almost to their decision. It partly boils down to do you think harry and Meghan is more important or is the institution of the monarchy more important and that's i think quite i think there are quite a lot of royal fans prince harry fans even Meghan fans who are quite conflicted about this situation because they do want harry and Meghan mm. to be happy and it has been clear that you know we've dis- we've discussed it various times over certainly the latter ha- the second half of last year that they weren't finding their royal roles mm. fitting them quite how they wanted them to or how they felt comfortable and that was providing fulfillment and definitely i mean they've got they've got this huge global 
uh, standing. They can t- t- turn their hand to anything, it would seem, at the moment, and they and it's going to be a success. Um, the charities, the patronages, they have a huge... Um, standing to, to to make these this these things happen but i i just think that the people who are advising them are putting into their head that you have the opportunity to set yourself free of the stuffiness and the institution of the royal family whereas you know it, it does work the royal ve- the royal vehicle there are you know charities who benefit hugely from their altruistic um endeavors and i think that what uh, what i have real concern with is that if they are releasing themselves you know to be financially independent then it really opens up the potential to to muddy the waters of working with big corporations look how it went for for edward when he tried to launch his tv production career it was you know it absolutely flopped there was huge issues with that and then you've got like all the issues with fergie and she's you know jumping into bed with with anyone who was offering money to 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 do book deals or whatever so even prince Prince andrew's work never mind the you know the whole that epstein question which we also discussed at Mm. length last year um but the, his kind of work and his how his relationship with business was and kind of how he used his royal role or using the palace for was it pitch at the palace yes. and all that kind of thing it was always that question and I th- you know we've mentioned before that part of the difference maybe for uh, people in the UK versus people outside the UK looking at the royal families of us feeling like that's our money that they are mm. spending or they are leveraging mm. and I think certainly a lot of the reaction and the chatter that I've heard. Um, and seen on you know fine we all live in our little filter mm. bubbles and mm. I'm in a I'm in a London newsroom and the people I follow on Twitter are a mixture of royal people and and whatever people who I would meet in um, more in the UK but the the money question and the way you know that idea you know we're going to be independent financially independent mm. being the phrase when actually you know, I kind of said, you know, you can, you go to dad and say, dad, I'm going to be financially independent, Absolutely. but I'm still going to live in that house of that course. granny's given me. Yeah. And I still want the, mu- the pocket money that you, you give, give me. me well. I just don't want that bit that, that comes from granny with the strings attached. He's, he's not going to go, you know, and become a banker and earn his own money or, you know, suddenly um, go and train and do something else. They're using their royal connections to make money. And this is a real issue. And who are the people who normally have you know, very, very, very wealthy standings in the world. There are big corporations, big businesses, or some, you know, potentially some people who have, um, you know, clouded histories. And and who's doing the due, due diligence now when they haven't got the whole vehicle of the royal family behind them, and they've only got potentially, um, you know, profit-driven companies behind them, like you know, like their their PR arm that they're using in the states or um, other advisors that they're taking on. So comments from our readers on the money question. Mallory Drake says, it doesn't seem very independent. Still getting their salary from the Duchy of Cornwall, keeping Frogmore and keeping security, only giving up the sovereign grant, which they only rate as 5% of their income. Does this seem to you like they're keeping the perks and ditching the work? Mary Crescenti, what does it mean for all the money the taxpayers invested in the Frogmore renovations if they aren't staying there? Um, Sharon Ann, how do they plan on being financially independent? Will they stop taking any funds from the British royal family and by extension the British taxpayers? At the moment, it sounds like they're removing the parts of royal life they don't like or is negatively impacting them, but keeping all the fun good parts of being a royal. Even by continuing as Sussex royal, they are trading off their royal connections. How many investors and donators will become involved in their charity just to be in line with royalty doesn't sound that independent to me. 
and this is the thing: people scrabbling to to now, you know, the the pound signs are are, are in lights. People are scrabbling to to have associations with them, you know, and to waft money under their nose to say, well, you could, you know, build this school in Africa, and we will sponsor it. Um, and who knows where that that money is coming from? Is it going to be transparent? Will they be publishing accounts for Sussex Royal? You know, I, I don't know the answers to these, and, and I don't think they do. They've been advised that they have this huge potential to launch themselves on the global stage. They've painted everything from, you know, marketing events to bandanas and caps that they've, you know, which, which I, I understand that, but it protects them. But this, this, this just seems hugely rushed to me, and it seems as though it's been um, a, an activity of the heart rather than the head. Um, one other question. Is Harry independently wealthy? Yeah, I mean, so Harry's worth probably about thirty million pounds. He was left a huge chunk from his mother, late mother's estate. Certainly, he gets money from the Duchy of Cornwall, from Prince Charles's um, uh, wealth that he hands to uh, William and Harry uh, each year to pay for their travel, to pay for their uh, yeah, their clothes, their wife's clothes, this sort of thing. And that accounts to, I think, it was you know just under five million pounds last year. Now, the issue with that is as well. Is that, again, financial independence? They, they're saying that they won't take the sovereign grant money, which um, relates to the money that was uh, used to do up their house. And again, sorry jumping all over the place here, but, but then saying, oh, well, we don't need it anymore. Well, but they don't need it because it's just well, they've just paid nearly three million pounds to do their house up. So then the argument is, from some, some quarters, is, well, if you pay that money back, then you can live in the house. Or if you pay rent, you can live in the house. If you, like you just said, that this financial independence is is such a woolly area. And speaking to people at the palace yesterday, even they didn't know how any how this would work. They had no idea of this where this term had come from. It certainly hadn't been raised. It hadn't been discussed about how it would work. And and I think that tells you a lot about the breakdown of uh, of their relationship with everyone. So he doesn't actually even need the money from the Duchy of Cornwall, really. Like, I mean, thirty million. How much money do you need? Thirty million quid. I would hope that you and I we would be able to live quite happily on that money for the rest. At of least our for lives. the year. <laughs> Champagne for breakfast, darling, every but day. Again, this is you know in one of the um, meetings we had here earlier, was one of the editors said, "How much? How much money do they need? What do they need it for? And is uh, is this to then suddenly go and you know change thousands of people's lives in Africa? Are they going to start building schools and hospitals and wells? Is is this then going to be sponsored by Google? Is it going to be the Apple Hospital in Angola or whatever?" Uh, and maybe they don't know the answers, but I think that they they should have really taken it. I mean, this is a, this is a life event as well. It seemed she joined the she got married eighteen months ago, or they got married eighteen months ago, should I say? And and I, I just feel that certainly it could have worked. Certainly, it's a progressive move. The world has moved on; it's moving at a rapid pace. Um, potentially, there's some archaic uh, notions within the royal family and how it is operated. Um, but I think um, my feeling, and I think the, the the overwhelming feeling at the palace is this has been hugely, hugely rushed, and as a result, could be um, have devastating, damaging consequences. Their website essentially had three sections. There yeah. was their kind of personal statement, which was what went out on the Instagram. There was an extended piece about the finances, which was. Um, I tried to read it on the train last night. It was really long and complicated, yeah, and it, it didn't really it make it, it much really clearer sense, yeah. at all, I didn't feel. Um, and then there was a section about the media um, where they kind of, you know, they clearly don't have a good relationship 
or they don't want to have to deal with the traditional media I don't think or certainly they want it to be on their terms um Susan Snyder says um please explain what it means that they will no longer participate in the Royal Rota system okay so the Royal Rota um has been in existence according to their website for 40 years I didn't think it was that long but however the Royal Rota is an agreement which is between um senior members of the royal family and members of the press uh, the print press and the broadcast press and the press association uh, that we are allowed to attend events to get up close and personal to listen to the people that they're talking to uh, to potentially interview those people if they've been at an engagement whether that be at a hospital or doing something with Gareth Thomas at the rugby uh, with HIV with Harry that we did recently um, and it really allows us to deliver the news to deliver a, a real deep understanding of their work um, their uh, the patronages the engagements that they're taking on now, Harry and Meghan have sought to um, go on a different path. They have a huge following on social media. They have used that to their advantage. And they believe that they don't need the um, assistance of the, uh, the, British, the British press for any longer. Now, I think that is a really short... I mean, a lot of people will level this at me and say, obviously, we would think that because we won't get to... Um, have anything to do with them anymore We're, whether that's UK they haven't said whether we won't be invited abroad with them and their tours but it's, it would be a huge shame you know there's, we have to talk about demographics here and the people on social media might not necessarily read the newspaper and vice versa and the people go on our website might not follow them on Instagram and it's talking about you know a message putting out the, 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 what work they're doing how successful that is um, and by seeing, by thinking you could just do it on social media or by your own terms and do a glossy cover on Vogue magazine of somebody who, you know, would never, never criticise you. I just think that's, that's a, it's just very, very short sighted in my view. Yeah, I th- and I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, if they do continue to do royal engagements officially on behalf of the Queen or, you know, their patronages, which they've taken up on behalf of the Queen, will those still be governed by the Royal Rotor, for example? I mean, I think I think there are quite a, a lot of people who think it's fairly laudable that they want to slightly expand the number of outlets of that get not access. A, not against it. You know, they're talking about helping up and coming journalists, helping, um, you know, niche, niche publications. But I think the reality is that they've just... Um, you can add that. You can add it, of course. And what's the, what's the issue with um, you know, allowing us... I, I, I don't think there's ever been a problem, in my knowledge, or any of the, my colleagues' knowledge, ever been a problem of a, uh, a reporter or a broadcaster being at a royal engagement and then favourably reporting what has happened afterwards. Because normally, you know, there, there are engagements which are really, really positive... Um, like the HIV um, engagements with with Gareth Thomas, um, Megan's all her new patronages that she was doing, Kate's Back to Nature program that's getting kids involved in being outdoors, William and climate change, Charles planting trees, all this sorts of stuff. You can't just do it for, via social media. I just think it's a very short-sighted um, as, as aspect of, of how they want to work. So it'll be interesting to see how that evolves. And their royal role, that is kind of the key, mm. one of the key questions. I mean, I, if I was the Queen, I'd be like, oh my goodness, how am I going to fill all of these jobs that I've got after I had to sack my son? I these know, two people that were going to be doing a load of work for me, they're going to be living on the other side of the world most of the time. Their heart's clearly not really in it. They want to do the ones that are that they really care about rather than, oh, I don't know, whatever, some uh, less 
something that less fits with their interests but actually is really important to mm. a lot of other people they want to do the things that just matter to them um so some questions that we've had will harry have to go by his surname more um will they end up similar to the duke and duchess of of Windsor banished for rejecting duty um, Wyeth Jackson asking that will HM strip the HRH will Prince Charles decide what happens to his son and then Angelique asking will they have a status similar to Princess Eugenie's um, will they be able to change it in the future when Charles or William becomes king it's a strange situation well it looks as though that, well, that may be the case that they want to become working royals however they are go- you know I don't think Eugenie and Beatrice trade on their titles much they don't earn big money you know they, 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 it might be curry them some favor by working in an art gallery or being able to um, you know have whatever jobs they have but by trading on their global superstar status as HRH you know Duke and Duchess of Sussex that's the issue who and we're, and we're going to see in the in the coming months and years of who they who they um who they start working with because usually in Beatrice do give do get a rough ride sometimes and on occasion we have we we have given them a little bit of a rough ride but they don't they're not um you know they're not really high profile kind of um putting themselves out there in a in a showy way no. they they do occasional bits of fun with the you know their kind of magazine interviews and things and um give us i mean i have to say princess Eugenie's instagram is one of my favorite things i think she does that it's just it's quite human and she seems quite normal i mean i'm sure her life is not very normal at all and you know her her dad her parents that they have funded their kind of lifestyle yeah. a lot they, they have a massive safety net they're never, you know if they don't get the job in the gallery they're not they're not going to be living on the streets but and they they have chosen some things that they do actually care about and actually seem quite to put quite a lot of effort into you know usually with the scoliosis and the um i think the modern slavery things that she's she's interested in i've seen her working bottom on. line right bottom line is this is unprecedented for the royal family and it for such um a let's let's use the word progressive because that's what they that, how they see it and i don't think that's you know unnecessarily untrue i think that that could really work um but for such a, a seismic um development in the royal family's history this should have had a real cast iron plan and it can't be oh well we'll just go with it and we'll see what happens it seems like this sort of very very um pr speak blue sky thinking well we'll just roll with it and see what happens well there's, you know, there's institutions there, and there's, there's also the charities that will be panicking as well because how many patronages do they have? How are they if they're not going to be in the UK half the time? How are they, there's going to be a scrambling for their time if anything? And and, and who's going to who, how are they going to actually re- relate to um, to the UK charities? Um, Alex asked practically how much less do you think we will see them? Well, it's it's looking like half the time, half and half. And again, how does this uh, affect Archie as well with his schooling? I mean. Are they going to, once he goes to school, will they school him in the UK? Will they school him in Canada? That's a good, you know, that's a real um, possibility now. But that's a few years off, really, for them to have to start thinking about that. No, yeah. but I, I get, mean, when do you go to nursery when you're a kid? You don't one? have to. Yeah, I suppose. You go to but, n- you go, often you go to nursery because your parents yeah. are going back to work. Yeah, but well, so which is what? You go at like one. Well, so even before. So in the UK, you can, you can have nanny, up to a year of maternity leave, essentially. Yeah, and the, the, the other thing, I think, is, you know, this security aspect is a real big issue because they were struggling to get people to move to Windsor for who work for the London Metropolitan Police. But here Canada's nice. Well, I mean, it looked gorgeous from that picture with... um, I mean, to be fair, I went to Canada once. It was lovely. Just lovely. You've been to Canada? No. Well, 
Maybe I'll go. Maybe you'll go. <laughs> well, not not invited by them. That's no. what this is for sure. So I think there's also a question because Canada is part, you know, it's part the, the Queen yeah. and the Queen is head of state. Mm-hmm. So there's some suggestion that because of that, their status there would be different compared to if they were living in in the US. In the US, yeah. And then maybe it's more important that the security bill is picked up by mm. Granny mm. or oh, you and me. Yes, us. Um, and. You know there is that question, and then I think someone I saw someone suggesting as well. You know, the, if it if who is going to be providing that security? Is it going to be a private firm? Is it going to be um, the, the be, services that be, is provided from here? It'll be the same. I mean, it'll be metropolitan police led. I would well imagine. And but then, you know, do who out of the Met wants to? I mean, these are guys, these are senior guys who have been around the block, right? They're not just straight out of uh, the Met Police Academy. They are um, distinguished um, policemen. Um, who and women and women who who perform their roles, and you know I don't know if there's real appetite if if you can't get people to move to Windsor to move to Canada for six months of the year, so it it, it seems very disruptive for for an awful lot of other people rather than yeah no and again let me just say I'm re- I'm not to- I'm not totally against this, I just really am at a loss to describe how this has happened in the way that it has happened. So the, basically, I think I think you and I are both kind of similar. We think the prin- the principle of them working out what their role is and it being a bit different and it being not necessarily in the bubble mm-hmm. is is a good thing and probably something that they need to do at least for a degree of time. But they've started it off on a really bad footing. Is that is yeah. that a fair assessment yeah, of the situation? You know, I think it's very fair. Um. So. What I mean, what next? I mean, I feel very sorry for the Queen in all of this. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, th- she's had a lot on her plate recently. I mean, God, with the Andrew um, scandal, um, Prince Philip going into hospital, um, and now dealing—you know—not only dealing with all of that, dealing with the the fallout for between the Cambridges and Sussexes, uh, and now they've—you um, know—she's got her uh, uh, an adored grandson who is announcing that he no wants no longer wants to belong to the institution that she has worked absolutely tirelessly for decades to uphold. I guess another part of the question in terms of how how much we will see them is where they are doing their work. You know, they get, they could easily, presumably, if they wanted to, get involved in a load of organisations in, in Canada or be travelling a lot to other things that um, that matter to them, that are part of their foundation and they're, uh, they're promoting that work on their, um, you know, on their social media accounts. And it's it's a more sort of, I guess, nomadic life to, to a certain extent doing the doing the Commonwealth work, mm. which they signed, you know, they they accepted various jobs from the Queen, which they've said that they're going to continue doing and uh, is it widely accepted that that is accept- acceptable to just do your own work and have nobody you know um, examining it is it just is that acceptable that you you know if you were just producing work and telling your boss that everything was fantastic which is what they do on Instagram and everything's rosy rather than someone looking into the nitty-gritty of how you're um, performing your duties is, is that acceptable I don't I think that that's the major issue here Maybe I mean it may be that they're just catching up it's with pr- other propaganda. institutions. No, I mean that's a strong word, but there, there is there are certain um, arguments to be levelled at them to say, guys, like if you if you're going to 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 be members of the royal family and keep that lifestyle, and keep um, trading on the names and the institution, then you need to be held up to account um, 
at times. So then it's back to that question. Does does scrutiny matter? Like social media is something that has changed uh, for things for a lot of in- industries. You know, sports reporters, the way the relationship with yeah. um, football teams has changed over the last twenty years. You know, access cut back, cut back, cut back. And I do know that um, reporters, when they get banned from covering clubs, they're just like, well, we're still going to be able to cover it. Yeah. You know, it's we we'll actually find more interesting stories than the ones that you just want to feed us. Yeah. Um, so like you've got Donald Trump wanting to not, you know, very much limit who he deems Gives to be acceptable. To, yeah. And certainly it seems like our new government is also, you know, ver- various Behaving elements like of our that, of yeah. our politics are well, trying to the, the opposition briefing notes and saying, you, you know, you can't you can't we don't want you to be involved here. And that's exactly what's happening. Because social media does create that feeling of you can have your own narrative. Absolutely. You don't need anybody else to, yeah. to say. I mean, but the difference is ev- on social media, everybody does have their own narrative and we very much enjoy hearing from our listeners with their thoughts on it. Um, anything coming up next week? I mean, you're going to be just busy. My head's in a spin. Out, I haven't look out. <laughs> Nobody cares, I know. But no, I haven't. I got off this flight and I was thinking, oh, I get a nice early night. And then this happened. I and then this happened. The um, one thing I would like to say, actually, is be yeah. to for our Australian listeners, because I know you've been out in Australia, and our last three weeks spending it in Australia, and um, you know we have family out there uh, who have been evacuated from their homes last week from Kangaroo Island. I spent time on the Gold Coast and Sunshine Coast, and have really seen some of the devastation up close. And um, you know, our heart goes out to to all the people who have been affected by it, and the Im- tremendous bravery shown by all the firefighters and you know people in the communities who are, who are really really struggling at the moment. So uh, it is a terrible time down in Australia, but, um, you know, thoughts of people around the world for, for all the good that that yeah. can do. I'm sure it doesn't and feel like donate, much. We donated when we were out there to the Australian Red Cross and it's like there's loads of um, uh, Celeste Barber's campaign has raised millions. I don't know what it's, it's like million, it 24 million, I think. Yeah, it was like, like just under time. 20 I last saw. So, yeah, the, please do donate to it because watching um, some of the Australian networks out there who are also working tirelessly to, to put out information and to, 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 to tell the stories of the real sort of heroism and bravery um, that is going on and, um, and they need your help. So, so do get in touch with them and donate where you can. Um, so, listeners, welcome back. That was the first episode of the year. Russell, thanks for joining us. I know you've got another um, big media engagement. Look out for Russell on Twitter, radio, television, everywhere over the uh, next and few your, weeks. And your Instagram. And the Instagram. It's, yes, join us on at Podsafe. And, oh, the ex- one last exciting thing to finish with is we are nominated for the best lifestyle podcast at the publisher podcast awards which we're very excited about so please do keep your fingers crossed for us and thank you for all of your support but russell i hope you get an earlier night tonight and that there's no more surprises but i think there might be a lot more to come and it's interesting times so let's let's just see what happens interesting times indeed but until next time pod save the queen